I used to get uh, Ronald Reagan and Ronald McDonald mixed up. I that is. Well, that's not. Does that? How's that feel, Knox? Go ahead. Tell. You feel right. good? You feel good? That Here's she the deal. You? She supported me, so this is a home and away. So I will support that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. It's very easily understood to, to misconstrue those people. Hello and welcome to episode number 490 of the podcast. I'm your host, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to life while idiocy or committed to educating you on things entertaining but do not matter. To find out more about these ancestral pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Podcast, and we're on Twitter at PodcastPod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking Nepo Babies. But before we do that, our podcast newsletter called Note for the Audio makes its triumphant return this Friday. There are already almost 20,000 of you subscribed and we're excited to be back. Indy has cooked up a great return issue with a custom Nepo Babies quiz. You too can be a Nepo Baby like Dakota Johnson and Zoe Kravitz, but who's your famous parent? Well, we'll tell you. Answer a few questions and have your Nepo Baby status cemented plus some very fun things will be announced in note for the audio so don't miss out simply click the link in the show notes or go to knoxandjamie.com slash nepo babies i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, Jamie. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited to be talking about Nepo Babies because this broke, I guess it was before the new year, I think. We had just gone, we had literally, it, was the, it broke right. the day after we went on break. That's right. And we were like, man, I hope these Nepo babies stay hot and fresh because we do have obligations, but we do want to get to these freaking Nepo babies. And lo and behold, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. These Nepo babies have stayed relevant and fresh. So we're here to talk about these freaking Nepo babies. Had you ever heard of like this idea or had the idea of like nepotism in Hollywood like really matter to you before this oh, like it, kerfuffle? Uh, it's been all, it was probably all I thought about for 10 years straight. Like just <laughs> thinking, I guess I can't be a star. Because yeah. my mom's a church secretary and my dad works in a factory and sure. we live in Alabama next to cows. It just, and I was like, oh, well, there's no room for me because of all the uh, Camerons. They're, yeah. they're taking up all the, the air. So there was no room for me. It was, so I, I thought about Nepo Babies a lot. You know, it was one of those things I, I was aware of, 
but I was I was never offended by. It was just like, yeah, this is kind of how it works. This is how it works everywhere. So of course it works in Hollywood like that as well. But it was the um the extent to which people are related. I had absolutely no idea. And if you want, Indy will include in the show notes. There are some really exhaustive resources that map out um in excruciating detail just how far back some of these uh hollywood families go and on it was really really stunning to me it was because vulture published this huge series of articles under the umbrella of the year of the nepo baby because nepo babies are really on the forefront they've always been around but like this year was an interesting year particularly 2022 and then what's coming is so many nepo babies and so it was an interesting conversation and I'm really excited that we're having it too. So, man, you know, honestly, like, uh, so I don't, I, I'll just be completely transparent with you and everybody else. I have no idea if the, uh, the Last of Us Patreon uh, piece of content has dropped yet. I just don't know where we're at yes, in of the course. time space. We're on episode Great. three. We I'm so, I'm so happy. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. But like when we were talking about that, uh, I didn't, I just, this didn't make the episode, but I was like, man, you know what would be so cool is if they took the uh, Nico Parker character yeah. and time traveled her. And made her an adult, and I was going to say, you know who could play her? And I was going to pick um, what I found out was her mom. I didn't know Tandaway Newton was her mom, like her literal mom. God, they're carbon copies present. of each other. They they so are. That's how <laughs> ignorant I am of some of these matches. So I'm excited to learn a little bit more today. That's right. So what is a Nepo baby? So it's short for nepotism baby. And nepotism is the act of using your power or influence to get good jobs or unfair advantages for members of your own family. Nepo babies, for the most part, when people are using that term, they are referring to Hollywood. I do want to note that Urban Dictionary also has a definition for Nepo Baby. Um, I was nervous, but there was no need to be. Uh, the definer said, the child of a famous actor or celebrity, uh, they have no skills whatsoever and only get famous due to the connections that their parents have. But sometimes they actually do have acting, modeling, slash whatever skills. Example, <laughs> anyone on the American Horror Story cast, which Ooh, there okay. is an article in that umbrella of articles where it's Ryan Murphy freaking loves a Nepo baby. He yeah. loves a Nepo baby. He loves that little baby Farmiga. He just loves her. Let her live. Let her work. <laughs> he loves her so much. Um, so that's that's what an Epo baby is. And obviously there are tons. We're going to talk about some. We're going to talk about the good and the bad. But it's an interesting conversation as pop culture to talk about, like, have these people earned their way? Or is it just to the advantage of their family members? I think it varies wildly from person to person. Yeah. You know, and I think when uh, when we talk about Nepo babies, well, I think culturally the conversation about Nepo babies really is two different conversations. Um, it's really just dunking on parents for helping their kids or dunking on kids for having privileges, privileges and opportunities right now. Or the deeper, more interesting part is probably understanding how intertwined Hollywood really is, you know? And right. I think it, it's really fascinating to me because um, the ability for kids of famous people to get work really mirrors the that the the content we're getting in uh, TV and movies right now of like uh, all the pre-existing IP like that's what the primary focus is on. So why wouldn't like the the pre-existing IP that's a human also kind of make sense? You know, because <laughs> yes. it's just like, hey, do you like Lenny Kravitz? This is his daughter. Enjoy this movie. Well, I'm a dumb person and I just want to watch simple things. So, of course, that's appealing to me. So I can see the allure and the appeal of that. But I think, um, you know, it does feel uh, – even though it's obviously been going on forever since, you know, before civilization was uh, established, I do think 
uh, I was trying to go back to like, when did it feel like it really brought up or, or got some uh, momentum in the cultural marketplace? And for me, maybe it's different for you. For me, it felt like it, it really uh, centralized around girls on HBO, Lena Dunham's girls. It was like, because oh, yes. all of those, all of the main characters in that show were uh, the daughters of famous connected yes. people. That's right. And it felt like there was a lot of like um, hostility about that fact. And then it really picked up in a, in a weird direction during Operation Varsity Blues of like, look what these stupid famous people will do for their stupid kids who don't even want to do the stupid thing that they're breaking the law to do, you know? And so I feel like we're ripe for a big conversation around Nepo babies. That's right. And if you put it in context with what we're told about Hollywood, right, the average person living in Alabama, Tennessee, wherever, is told about Hollywood is La La Land, right? That Emma Stone can serve coffee, and if she keeps working hard at her art, that she can slough off her Arizona and she can end up being a magical movie star at the Nicole Kidman level and also Ryan Gosling can save jazz. So that's what we're told, right? When in reality, that's not how Hollywood works. Hardly at all. No, no, it's not. And I think um, I was was trying to think back. What was the first time that I realized that people in movies and TV sometimes were related? (laughs) And I really, it was, uh, I, I can trace it back to, when I watched Men at Work on County Central um, while okay. I do homework, and that's starring Charlie Sheen. I'm going to explain this to you, even though I know you're an expert on this movie. Right. Virginia, no, you're many people are. to all of us. Sure. Uh, Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez, right. because that was a two-pronged revelation. First, that they were related, even though they yes. did not have the same last name. And secondly, that they were both the sons of Martin Sheen. And it was just like, wait a, wait a second. Is there an ability to like give opportunities to or make the way easier for potential offspring or siblings? I didn't know that this was a thing that happened. I know. know. And that for me, it would have been Jamie Lee Curtis because I love Jamie Lee Curtis because she had my name and spelled it my way. So like growing sure. up and I s- snuck to see Halloween like at a friend's house. Like yeah. I was like, oh, no, we're watching like uh, E.T. Don't worry about it. And we watched Halloween and I was just like, oh, my gosh. And then. I've realized her mother is Janet Lee. Her dad is Tony Curtis. Her mother was in Psycho, another movie that I had snuck at a friend's house. And so it was like, look how famous her parents are. This is so exciting. You know? Yeah, it was today for me when I found out she was related to Tony Curtis. So it was a big day for me. I was like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. Welcome. Yeah, that's a big deal. (laughs) But I think just like incest is a spectrum, according (laughs) to you, um, and many others, um, I think Nepo Babies are a spectrum as well. No, 100%. Yes. And, and, and so I'm excited to kind of delineate what's a good Nepo baby, what's a bad one, because I think on balance, anyone who has an advantage, they're going to press that advantage. The question is, um, in what instances are those advantages, um, I don't know, leave us with a bad taste in our mouth? And what instances do we feel like, okay, well, that person, even though they did have an advantage, earned the right or validated that so we no longer have to put this Nepo baby la- label on them, right? Yes. So let's talk about what are the kinds of Nepo babies, because there are many different categories. We're going to break them down into several here, but there are probably many more that we're going to overlook. And to me, like just the central idea of a Nepo baby is someone who, in in the negative sense, is someone who is um, still leveraging the advantage of their family privilege. And uh, depending on how they do that, for me, determines whether or not they graduate out of that status. Okay. Okay. So there'll be some people who are always stuck in it because they can never get beyond who they are, but some people who can graduate beyond it, like a like a Ben Stiller, perhaps. I don't think yeah. of him as a Nepo baby, even though he classically very much is, okay? So uh, first category, the million-dollar Nepo babies, uh, and these are the uh, Nepo baby aristocracy, and they haven't proven that they're more than their family privilege yet, okay? Oh, okay. I'm going to say some names. You tell me if you disagree. Okay. Feel free to push back. Let's go. Okay? okay, let's go. Uh, Tori Spelling. <laughs> How dare you? How 
I don't like it because Donna Martin graduates, but it's the truth. Okay. Listen, we're but she the was truth. the first time I understood that people could have weird looking boobs and it was okay. And I was yeah, like, oh, weird looking boobs are chill. Okay. <laughs> Colin Hanks. Oh, <laughs> Colin Hanks in this in the Vulture article he was quoted in one of the Vulture articles and he said I didn't even know that like people knew that I was Tom Hanks okay my god first of all you look just like him and your last name is Hanks how many Hanks are there who's gonna put that together wow true crime podcast Uh, I've got Billy Lord Maya Hawk Maude Apatow oh no wait okay no I'm gonna push back on Maya Hawk okay Okay. You're right. She does have million dollar jeans. That's Uma yes. Thurman and Ethan Hawke. But I think she has done the heavy labor of really trying. Because I think she even says, she she said in this article, she said, look, uh, I, I know it got me into rooms that I wouldn't have gotten into, but yes. then it was my job not to suck. And I don't think she sucks. I think she's very talented. Yeah. And it's this isn't a negative. This is more, we don't know yet. You know, what I've sure. seen, I like, but I don't know yet Although, if she's going to make it. Talk about a carbon copy of her mother. Oh she looks gosh. exactly like her mother. Yeah, yeah, she really does. Yeah. Um, Maude Apatow, same kind of deal. I feel like she's yes. talented. We don't know yeah, yet. We don't know. Um, Kate Hudson, Wyatt Russell. How do you feel about those two? <laughs> Listen, I like that you left out Oliver Hudson because he's just not even talented. Yeah, man, I wanted to, but uh, it's just not there, okay? <laughs> Listen, Kate Hudson, she was just like, what? You have to be good. It's not like, cal- first of all, calm down. Kate Hudson, it's okay that you're hot yeah. and your parents, you don't even, your biological dad's not even in the picture. You sure. freaking love your dad. Yeah. Like, it's Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. And I would say Wyatt Russell is talented. He's on his way. I He's think. on his way. And I do think Kate Hudson is talented, but it's silly. It is silly to not reference no. that you're, that you have, your whole family has a leg up. Yeah. Because of if who you, your, if your quote includes are. the words, uh, we have storytelling in our blood. That's a stupid thing. Don't say that anymore that because you sound thing. dumb. <laughs> and again, Kate Hudson, a woman who has uh, children from three different baby daddies, but no one ever talks about that what? <laughs> and treats other people much worse than they treat her. Wow. Wow. So w- would fine. you, how, how close is Kate Hudson to, I, I mean, all respect to Goldie Hawn, I would say the person she's trying to surpass in her family is Kurt Russell. Do you think she's close to that or nowhere on the radar? Oh, I do. I think there are plenty of people, particularly I think of her performance in Glass Onion. I think there are a ton of people who are like, I don't have the first clue who Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell are, particularly Whoa. Goldie Hawn, because Goldie Hawn hasn't done a ton. And Kurt Russell, they only would know who he is because of Guardians of the Galaxy. Listen, I often uh, would get Kurt Russell and Patrick Swayze confused in my youth. No. So I accept that. I understand what? that. They're Aaron. very different looking people. They, they are. It's just like same kind of vaguely masculine, but also handsome, but also kind of Aaron, rascally. is that a fair comparison? I wasn't listening. What? Great. <laughs> no, love, hey, he... love the frankness. Just Listen, keep rolling. She does have the Vulture article pulled up there. She's looking yeah. at the graphics. Yeah, there's so, so much information. <laughs> so he said that he would get Patrick Swayze and Kurt Russell mixed up. No, that's valid. I used to <gasps> Thank get, you. I Thank used you, to get uh, Ronald Reagan and Ronald McDonald mixed up. I that is well, that's not does that how's that feel Knox go ahead tell you feel right. good you feel good that Here's she the affirmed deal. you she supported me so this is a home and away so I will support that <laughs> Thank okay you. it's very easily understood to, to misconstrue those people did you Aaron if I told you that Kurt Russell was in a movie called Escape from New York I'm not gonna ask you if you've seen that because I know you haven't but if I said his name was Snake his first his character's first name was Snake yeah. do you have a guess on what his last name was uh Billenstein <laughs> Honestly, that's not far. What it's not it? far. It's actually Pliskin, Snake Pliskin, God, and he does have an eye patch. Okay, yeah, of course he does. I think I thought Kurt Russell had just an eye patch. 
Oh, he as a person, like in yeah. the world, yeah. No. He has, See, the funny, the fun part are working fine. Didn't Patrick Swayze, like Walt Disney, died, and the last words he said was like, "Pat, uh, uh, God, I'm still, I'm doing it right now." Patrick Swayze, like that was the last word he ever spoke before he got frozen. Walt brain. Disney, I believe that said I'm the like, words Patrick Swayze. Fifty percent, fifty percent. He said Kurt Russell. Dadgum it! Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> am I am I really stupid or am I good at being stupid? I don't know. I think, I think it's both a little. Gosh, incredible. <laughs> um, okay, last one. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, million dollar oh, nepo baby. Listen, I think yes, but I think she's far, far superseded her father's talent. His in terms song. of fame. In terms of fame. In terms of fame. Oh, I think there yes. are. I think my mother, if I held up Miley Cyrus. And Billy Ray Cyrus, she would immediately only know who Miley Cyrus is. Does she have an Aiky Breaky Heart or an Old Town Road? <sighs> she I can't name a single Town song. Road. But again, she I think my mom would know who Lil Nas is before she would know who Billy Ray Cyrus is. There's no way that's true. Jan, care to comment? Please get back to us on that. <laughs> um, okay, the next category is American Sniper Babies, and these are just fictional <laughs> Nepo babies. Because remember, never forget the baby in American Sniper was a plastic baby that Bradley Cooper held. Again, like always, please, Indy, in the notes, put a clip so that everyone can see Bradley <laughs> Cooper holding a fake baby and pretending it's a real baby. Just holding the hell out of that baby. Uh, so we have, tell me if you dispute any of these, okay? Okay. Alexis Rose, daughter of CEO of Rose Video. Uh, Steve Sanders from 90210, uh, son of Samantha Sanders, a very successful actress. Olivia Pope, dad was the head of the CIA, mother was a terrorist. Very good terrorist, but a terrorist. Um, Renesmee Colin Swan. <gasps> Um, uh, daughter of an immortal vampire and daughter of a girl who's newly immortal but also appealing to Renesmee werewolves and vampires. Renesmee Colin Swan, Jacob's oh, last name. But is it Jacob Black? Am I making that up? Jacob, no, it can't Please be don't Black. be right. Honestly, I said it. would that be? I wanted it to be oh wrong. Oh my God, it yes, is Jacob Black. Black. Why would... <laughs> That's Why an L for me, honestly. That? Stephanie Meyer, how dare you? Why did I know that? That's you know, embarrassing. That's and really yeah, why did about. you know that? That was pretty God. impressive. Uh, Tommy Callahan from Tommy Boy, yes. um, Callahan Motors. And then uh, probably the finest American sniper baby is uh, Gretchen Wieners, whose father invented Toaster Shoes. She's the icon. She is. She's doing the most with the least. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Those are perfect. Uh, okay. We have Muppet Nepo Babies. And these are Nepo Babies who are more oriented around their connection to fame and celebrity than they are descended from it. Okay. So it's people oh. who, it's not like Kate Hudson, who has Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell and or Patrick Swayze in right. her you know, lineage. <laughs> right. These are people like Len- Lena Dunham, who she was just the daughter of like a, like a kind of famous weirdo painter and artist. Or Jonah Hill, Beanie Feldstein, the uh, children of the accountant for Guns N' Roses and the manager from Maroon 5. Kristen Stewart, she was the daughter of a script supervisor, TV producer. Billie Eilish was the daughter of a voice actress. Meghan Markle was the daughter of a lighting director, right? So in the biz, but not like in, in the biz, like we think of it. Yeah, and I noticed the Vulture article really leaned in. It was like, Timothee Chalamet. That's right. His uncle's a director and it's like that no one's heard of and that's right hasn't that's made right. hardly anything so and his grandfather i think was a screenwriter but like yes growing up around hollywood but you're right that's a muppet baby and I th- honestly right i think label. that's what this whole movement has been the most fascinating part of is yeah like i knew you know um uh scott eastwood was clean eastwood's son and that's probably helpful to him but i didn't really understand how uh, finely threaded the needle was on like timothy chalamet being like the nephew of a best boy grip on an Arby's commercial and that got him started. And that's just as important in some ways because it's all about the connections and getting into the door than it is, you know, being the Oh yeah, son because of somebody a, is, some best boy is some director's favorite best boy. 
That's right. And you can bring in your nephew and be like, this is my nephew, Timothy. Yeah. yeah. And would you like to put him in something? And he could like, be a real yeah. best boy. Who knows? Let's uh, yeah, let him try. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I have hushed little babies, and these are children of famous <laughs> or connected people who are annoyed by their nepotism oh, baby status. Oh, my gosh. There's okay. so many of these. Let's go. There, I, it's so uh, we mentioned Kate Hudson. Uh, O'Shea Jackson, uh, he also got really yep. annoyed about this, even though it's right. like, my God, like, you're basically doing an invitation of your father. Thank like, you. You're just doing Thank ice you. cream. You know, so like that's the whole thing. And then there's one more. I know you're going to talk more about her specifically later. Um, there's Baby Drivers. Um, this is children of the industry who have gone, who have sur- uh, uh, surpassed their parents, okay? Who are okay. better than their parents, okay? Okay. I'm going to go down the list. You stop me when I said something that's untrue. Okay. Dakota Johnson. Zoe Kravitz. Ben Stiller. Michael Douglas. Gwyneth Paltrow. No. 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 You want to say no, but I don't no, think you have you the receipts have weird, to say no, You have ma'am. a weird affection for Gwyneth Paltrow that I do not understand because you think she's a good actress. She's I, funny and glee. I, End of statement. That's, End that's, of support. I love that you were like, and that supersedes all of Blythe Danner's career and all sure. of her father's Does Bruce Blythe Danner have an Academy career. Award is my question to you right now. Does, uh, does Gwyneth Paltrow have an Academy Award that she earned? Hey, I, you could argue she earned it. She has it, so she earned it, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's arguable. It's arguable. Right, right. Uh, Margaret Qualley. That's spicy. That's contentious. Listen, I don't know if that's true. Can I tell you a fun fact? Please. So Margaret Qualley. Margaret is sisters to Rainy Qualley. Okay. Rainy Qualley has been dating Lewis Pullman for two years. Lewis Pullman, the son of Bill Pullman. Well, and he looks just like Bill Pullman. Honestly. He looks exactly like it. And listen, and Rainy Qualley is much hotter than her sister. Really? Like super, super hot. Like now, Margaret Qualley, daughter of Andy McDowell. Um, and you've probably seen her. She was in um, Once Upon a Time in L.A. And, and she was something... in The Maid. She was the lead yes. in The Maid. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to describe it as just a sad movie where a mom Margaret, and kids Margaret sleep on Margaret Qualley also dated Pete Davidson for uh, yes. 10 minutes. Yeah. Yes. You could say that about Look how hot she is. Industry. How hot is she, Aaron? She's very hot. She's so. I, I'll, I'll believe it. I'll believe it. She looks like um, Ashley. She looks like your wife. You're trying to bait me into Google. No, that your wife is hot. Your wife is so hot. I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. I'm just not going <laughs> to, I'm not in the business of comparison. You know? Right, 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 right. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. actually more impressed because her, uh, her sisters were Mary Kate and Ashley for dumb dumbs who don't know that. Um, but I feel like she's like la- outlasted them. Don't say and that. Done a good don't job. call the listeners dumb dumbs because right now someone's on a treadmill going, what are you even talking about? You know what? Tough love. When I didn't know Jamie Lee Curtis was related to Tony Curtis, I said, hey man, that was dumb dumb. Okay? When you thought Patrick Swayze and Kurt Russell were the same person, that was, you were the dumb dumb. Yep. Are you sure Walt Disney didn't say Patrick Swayze at the end <laughs> no, of his ver- life? She verified it with it's the It's actually, uh, he actually, that's the last thing he wrote before he died. It's not I was, what he I said. was like 20%. I don't even get half credit. I just get no credit. I was like, you're close, but this is not true. Uh, and then Dan Levy. Dan Levy. Has Dan Levy driven past his parents? No, he has not. Do not we yet. just like him more than his parents, though? And is that enough sometimes? Oh, I love Eugene. I love Eugene. No, it, it is enough. You're right. I think we like Dan, but after, but like Shit's Creek, point point to the thing that he's that's outstanding that he's the brunch doing. thing on hbo max was really good for 50 minutes i was really into right it. right the you know? the food. that should tell you everything you need to know he's hosting a food competition show on hbo max like man i i think he might be like the reverse gwyneth paltrow you know where he's not as good but i like him more so i'm gonna give it to him that's fair paltrow, i will allow like it yeah much. no i will allow it all right last one this is these are gone baby gone okay Aww. these are babies who never had a chance because they were born into the game Okay, so any okay. any kind of individuality is just gone. Uh, any Kardashian, 
yeah. any royal babies, any children from the Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie relationships. End of <sighs> list. They just never had a chance. And that's where it gets interesting because it's it'll start to turn into, you know, we're in the first like few generations of uh, people who never had a chance to become anything other than what they are, than famous people's offspring. Yeah. And I don't know what the ramifications of that will be. I'll be curious what happens to Beyonce's children. Like what mm. happens to uh, Sir and Rumi? Like yeah. what happens to uh, Blue? Like what kind of – because Blue Ivy's performing with her mom now. You know what I mean? In Dubai. So do you like, think like uh, on balance, do you think it'll be like everyone just tries to do what their parents did? Or do you think people will be like, I'm going to do a Lego building podcast, you know, unboxing video on YouTube thing and just like chart my own path? Well, you have Sasha and Malia Obama, who mm-hmm. one has gone into Hollywood, like is, but is they both gone to college, but they've really stayed out of the spotlight. But it's hard. It's like when you write down, your, like when you bring in your headshot, it's you're, you're still Malia Obama. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it yeah. doesn't change. Like, oh, there's Michelle's nose. Like, what do you want? I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's just not – people are going to know who you are. And and, yeah. and there are people sitting at a table that go, I want to be the person that broke this person to a star. I, I think that the cast director looked at Colin Hanks and went, I'm going to be the person. Yeah. It shows that Colin Hanks is just as talented as Tom. Yeah. And now that person actually has a Lego podcast. That Using this like MTV uh, produced movie starring Jack Black called Orange County, I'm going to make <laughs> this generation's Philadelphia. It's going to be great. That's right. It's be That's so right. Good. That's right. All right. Picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps in my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chomp stick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chomp sticks come in 10 delicious bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone, or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. They're even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash popcast. Go to chomps.com slash popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash popcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcast pod. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. 
Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're also predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So the weather's getting warmer, and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality, and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable. And I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like, they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. Okay, Jamie, will you talk to us about what makes a bad Nepo baby? Okay, so I think a bad Nepo baby is someone who has the leg up, but they do not have the talent or charisma to sustain that altitude. Okay, so they get the leg up, but then you're like, oh, and there is a one avatar and one avatar alone for that. And that is Lily Rose Depp. <laughs> Listen to me. Father is Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Mother is French actress Vanessa Paradis. Uh-huh. Her godfather is Marilyn Manson. So that wow. should tell you all. And two out of three of those have been in courts of law fighting misogyny. Do you think Marilyn Manson is like a like a hands on? Godfather, he's like, hey, Lily, like, let's really talk about how you want to project yourself on it. Do you world. think that Marilyn, uh, do I think that Marilyn taught Lily about her period? Yes, I do. I do actually wow. think that for sure. Wow. Now, listen, so since 2014, she's been in 12 films you haven't seen. Only Knox has seen one of them, and it's the one with Timothee. That's right. The King, I the think. The King. Yeah. The King? Yeah. Yeah. It's when uh, Robert Pattinson does a French accent and, sa- or French accent and says, your tiny cook impulse. Like, it's just good. <laughs> just good. Okay. And listen, she told Elle magazine, this is what she told them. She said, the internet cares a lot more about who your family is than the people who are casting you in things. Maybe you get your foot in the door, maybe, but you still have to have your foot in the door. There's a lot of work that comes after that. Listen, so you might be asking, oh, was her first acting role? Did she audition against a thousand other girls? No, it was her dad's movie that was directed by Kevin Smith. Didn't know those were involved with each other. (laughs) Then you might say, well, she was also a model. Did she come up through the ranks by starting as a Karen Kane catalog model? Uh, No, she was chosen at 15 by Carl Lagerfeld to be a brand ambassador for Chanel. 
Now, is she pretty? Jamie, are you saying she didn't do deal or no deal and have turned around a suitcase and Thank be like, this, there's she only didn't. $15 in this? Also, would you like to know how tall she is? 5'3". Uh, she's the only 5'3 model in the world. No yeah. one else is that short. But people are like, well, she's bringing energy to short people. No, she's mm-hmm. not. Listen, she also said in an L interview, she said, if somebody's mom or dad is a doctor and then the kid becomes a doctor, you're not going to be like, well, you're only a doctor because your parent is a doctor. It's like, no, I went to medical school and trained. What, did you think she went to a performing arts high school or studied theater at a university? No, she dropped out of high school her sophomore year and was modeling for Chanel. Like She's like, University of Phoenix, dog. I am happy to be in listen, your movie. This is also a woman who, in 2015, posed for a project that was highlighting uh, the LGBTQ community. And she stated, I fall somewhere on the LGBTQA spectrum. Then later clarified, oh, no, I was just making a statement about how everyone should define themselves. And I'm not. No, I'm straight as the day is long. You know? Okay. <laughs> she was like, okay. Right? She also claims that she's Native American. Wow. Because her father's Native American. Is that true? Having that a dream catcher tattoo does not make you Native American. Do you think that was was Johnny Depp the Lone Ranger? Is in Yes, like, of course he no, no he was he was the was he Tonto? Yeah, he was Tonto. Wow, Army Hammer what wow. Honestly, I would love to be time travel back. You know, a lot of people were like, I'd like to go to the Bible times or whatever. No, I would like to go to the set of the Lone Ranger. Just be like, what is it like to have Johnny Depp and a cannibal like in this movie? What's Aaron, can here? you give us the uh, percentage that Native American Johnny Depp is? Uh, well, he is an honorary member of the Comanche Nation. Uh, <sighs> the, he was adopted into a Native American family ahead of his appearance as Tonto in the Lone Ranger. God. Oh, so bad. So again, Lily Rose Depp, not Native American. I, okay. can, do we need to establish, do we need to do the good work to establish like, hey, Whitey's out there. Here's where you can claim half partial Native American. Like a what quarter. percentage? You have, to be, you have to be a quarter or more. That's the only way you can claim it. So you got to be 24.99999. That's right. Or you can be an eighth, but you have to live on tribal lands. Oh, okay. Okay. So I you will can go allow a lesser amount, but you have to live on tribal lands. Full-time residency on, on uh, reservation lands. That's right. But otherwise, you need a, you need a grandparent who was Native American. Sure, sure. I like all that. I think I, I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I know. with all that. Okay, so that's about another example of a bad Nepo baby is what I call the lesser sibling, right? This is some get the leg up and sore, right? Mm-hmm. You've got siblings, like you mentioned, Elizabeth Olsen, Elle Fanning. I think she outdid Dakota, right? Oh, wow. Okay. Warren Beatty. Famously, I don't think people realize, uh, sister is Shirley MacLaine. Did not know that. Dave Franco. Definitely uh, outkick little tiny Franco. Listen, okay, okay, okay. So if if James Franco wasn't like a giant creep, would you still think Dave Franco's a better actor? Or is he just like such a good person that you're like, I'll give him the I think tip. he's such a good person and he's cute. And he's mm. married to what's-her-face. Alison Brie. Yes. Um, but there are a lot of siblings who got the leg up and did not soar. Those would be, really quickly, Haley Duff. You can stop me when I'm wrong, okay? Okay. Haley Duff. Okay, I, she was great in Napoleon Dynamite. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, better than Hillary Duff? No, honestly, See, Pedro, be able to say Pedro you... blows her off the screen on Napoleon Dynamite. That's he right. does. Ashley Simpson. Okay, look, this is complicated. I've always <laughs> been an Ashley making... Simpson guy uh, from way no, back. Wait, even yeah. when she... Oh, wow. That might have been my first Flavortown. Like, I didn't even know what Flavortown was. Better than Jessica Simpson. But when I was in high school, I remember making the case to my old boys' uh, lunch table at my old boys' school. And I was like, guys, oh. think about it. Ashley Simpson actually has more to offer, and here are the reasons why. So that was your Dead Poet Society moment at your high yeah. school. Yeah. Oh, Captain, my captain. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Luke Hemsworth. Yeah, that's just fair. Ray J. Oh. 
I mean, look, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of it, but um, what's more culturally relevant, Kim Kardashian's sex tape or The Boy's Mind? I, I don't know. I think you I know what The, the Boy's Mind, though. Uh, Jamie Lynn Spears. I do like the fight she got in at the Panera Bread when she grabbed like a butcher knife. Right. She produced a butcher knife out of nowhere. That's impressive. Uh, Julianne Huff. Oh, man. I just, what if I hate both? What if you I can don't hate care both. about either? And then okay. the last one, and nobody's going to like this, but I think a lesser sibling is Solange Knowles. Why, why is that bad? Why is that? Because people are always like, oh, she does something different. I love what she does. It's so different. There it's... are people out there who like, she's better than Beyonce? Yes, there are people no, who think Solange that's not is true. better than, yes. That's like you believe in the Yeti or something or Bigfoot. Come <laughs> on. Right. Grow up, Peter That's Pan. Right. Count Chocula. Ridiculous. Yeah. So the lesser siblings, like, it's because it doesn't have to just be a parent. It could just be, oh, we're in the family. Because I do think Candace Cameron far exceed, far exceeded Kirk Cameron. Ooh. Ooh, that Not is a Not in real time, race. but now, yes, for sure. Mm, yeah. In terms of cultural currents. Well, but is the accession or is the excess part of... Just being really unlikable, you know? She has exceeded well, him in being unlikable. but Candace Cameron, she's being featured by Wall Street Journal. You've got uh, Kirk Cameron standing outside of Home Depot trying to sing Christmas carols for the <laughs> love of God. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Candace Cameron is like getting into the trench wars with Jojo Siwa and not winning, by the way. You know, <laughs> no, so is it really winning. better? <laughs> no, I don't know that it's better, actually. I want to go back to Lily Depp. I just want to say for everybody <laughs> listening, um, if you've ever been in a situation where you're like, I need to compare it, 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 what I do to a doctor – and you're not a doctor or you're not doctor adjacent, I would just say maybe put the brakes on that. So put the brakes on calling yourself Native American if you're not uh, living on a reservation or at least 25% Native American. And maybe just don't pretend, uh, and, compare yourself to a doctor. And listen, do I that. do think acting can be a really difficult art that ha- that can require a lot of training sure. and skill and practice. But I just don't think it's the equivalent, especially if you dropped out your sophomore year in France. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? No offense I just, to France, but I just don't think the education is the priority. Do you know doctors what I mean? Got to, they got to like deal with cadavers and like body fluid and like just like jet streams of like body fluid coming at them. I just don't think you're doing that. So I don't I don't think you should make that comparison. No, honestly. I don't think so either. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about what makes a good Nepo baby. Okay. Because okay. we know we have a lot of examples of bad Nepo babies. We have less. We have less examples of good Nepo babies. Uh, and I have like really three fundamental principles that I'm building this around. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the first one is a good Nepo baby is someone who they grind out their own career while not pretending they didn't have an advantage, right? They acknowledge it. Okay. Right. They don't say yes. things like I went to med school basically, but not, but kind of the same. Right. <laughs> yes. I think the best example of this is Buddy the Elf from Elf, because when you think about it, he starts out as the son of Papa Elf, but um, he's unable to meet his toy quota. Okay. Making him a real pariah among the elves. Okay, you can tell they it. really resent him. Cause they're like, you're only here because of the Papa Elf thing. Yeah. It's annoying. Cause we got to pick up your slack. So he goes to New York, charts his own path. And then he also, there he's faced with another father figure, Walter Hobbs, okay? And he resists the office life when Walter tries to turn him into like a suit or a mailroom guy or whatever using Walter's prestige at the publisher. Because of this, he learns he's great at decorations. He's learned he's good at like somewhat problematic duets with Zoe Deschanel. Uh, and then later he's able to save Christmas because he helps repair Santa's sleigh in Central Park. And then at the end of that movie, Buddy becomes a successful author and allows his biological father, Walter Hobbs, to use his book to establish a, a successful independent publishing company. So all these things are related to the opportunities provided by his father figures, but he put his own twist of it and made each opportunity his own. I think that's a sign of a good Nepo baby. Oh, that is actually 
gosh, you just made a really good case for him. It's too bad he's fictional. But, like, it's it's a really – that's a solid move of, like, how do you become the thing? It's like Bryce Dallas Howard. She yeah. goes, look, I'm going to be an actress, but I'm also going to – I really want to be a director like my dad. So yeah. how can I do the – instead of just being like, you're given a featured film by, you know, Searchlight. Instead, it's like, no, I'm going to direct uh, smaller TV episodes, and I'm going to yeah. do a good job, and I'm going to keep my head down. And guess what? I'm going to get hired every time they make a new show. All of Disney, they'll be like, do you want to direct an episode? You're really good at it. Absolutely. And she she did her time late in the water in a weird M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, yeah. okay. Like, yeah. she did that. She grinded out. Sidebar. Should I be excited for Knock at the Cabin Door or whatever with Jonathan Groff and Dave Bautista? And in my Listen, I do love John. You know, we love Jonathan Groff. And yes. but I think, I'm so, I'm like I'm unrealistically excited about this movie, and I don't want to build really? that too much. Yeah, I am. Well, right now, let's look. Well, no, there are no reviews. Okay, so that makes me. Ner- I'm gonna be honest. That makes me nervous that there are no reviews. No news is good news. I'll say that. That's what I'm holding on to. That's right true. Now. So I, I'm hopeful. Listen, I want M Night. I want come back to us. Come please. back to us. I would love it. Um, okay, number two principle: someone who uh, grinds out their own career and takes advantage of the opportunities they get. Okay, you alluded to the Maya Hawk quote where she's like, I'm going to get a couple chances on my own. If I suck, I'm going to be kicked out of the kingdom. That's 100% true. I think of somebody like Zoe Kravitz, okay? Yeah. And uh, she, man, again, if we could just be a publicist to the stars and be like, when someone approaches you about a Nepo baby quote, it, this is easy. Just be like, I have, definitely have advantages. I'm just trying to make the most of my advantages. End of statement. You don't is have that, to do more. Is that what she did? No, she said, it's completely normal for people to be in a family business. That's true. It's literally where last names came from. Don't love the sentence construction there, to be honest with you. And then you were a blacksmith if your family was like the black family. In principle, she's not wrong. The presentation is terrible. It's really horrible, honestly. It's it's not good. And I will say to her, the thing I would counter with is that when you go into the family business of teaching, say, you know, your wife was a teacher, say Mm -hmm. one of your, say Ro wants to become a teacher. It could be like, that's a family business. That's great. Here's the thing. Teaching as a whole, and this is a very dramatic statement, but teaching as a whole whole is not exclusive, racist, sexist, sizist. It's it's definitely not paying enough because it's a primarily female-dominated field, but it's not the same kind of exclusivity that you see in Hollywood. So anytime someone talks about the family business, oh, I'm just going to the family business. Well, it's not the same kind of family business that a lot of the rest of us go into. It's just not the same. Yeah. It's not, but I think it is naive for people to be like, Zoe Kravitz should become a professor. That's un- that's reasonable. I want no, her to no, be no. I don't like think a that, yeah, I don't no, think, I, I don't, I don't think yeah. you're saying that. Absolutely. But I think that, that's where some of the gap in the conversation is. It's like, why are these famous people continuing to be famous? Why would they choose to be famous? And it's like, well, come on, guys. Like, use your head. You're famous. You're attractive. You're successful. Have of y'all course ever you're going to do that. Yeah, thing. I guess. Have you ever had money? God, yeah, like, <laughs> but acknowledge, yeah. just acknowledge, just be like, yeah, I've, I've completely like, this is great. So this is a great place to say that Allison Williams, who I think has handled this the best and falls into your category of his, have exceeded the father. Yeah. Right. Allison Williams said, and she's in your green light. She, she's actually in Get Out, Megan and Girls. Those were all green lights of yes. ours in our yeah. history. And she said, all that people are looking for is an acknowledgement that it's not a level playing field. It's just unfair, period, end of the story. And no one's really working hard to make it fair. To not acknowledge that me getting started as an actress versus someone with zero connections isn't the same. It's ludicrous. It doesn't take anything away from the work that I've done. It just means that it's not as fun to root for me. Perfect. <laughs> and right. I thought that was such an honest, yes. fair. And then she said, if you trust your own skill, I think it becomes very simple to acknowledge. That's what I always think is that Zoe Kravitz is insecure about it 
mm. and has not come to peace with it and maybe has not talked to her better help therapist sure. and not come to peace with like, because she's a third generation Nepo baby. Her father was a Nepo baby. Yeah. And so for them not to acknowledge it and say, I think when you're confident, you just go, look, I'm, and I get that Allison Williams, her father was not an actor. So it might feel, but nah, neither was he's he, in the business though. He's in the business. Right. And so he yeah. father is not, not really an actor, although sure. Hunger Games, he was very hot and good in that. Yeah. But I, when he always acts surprised that his pants rip because they're so tight and his, his <laughs> Shrek and Donkey fly out, that's good acting, I think. It's excellent acting. I saw Harry Styles do that this weekend. It was excellent. <laughs> Aaron, where do you stand on Allison Williams as Peter Pan? Where were you on that? That's a no from me. That's a no from <laughs> She's too tall. Yeah, that was her heat check. You, you, know? you are cool. You think a woman should play Peter Pan. Yeah, for sure. That's tradition. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> What? Not the answer Why? you wanted, huh? I don't know. It's because I kind of want Peter Pan to be hot a little bit. Oh, that that's okay. But older, older, older. Like, Here's what I'm hearing. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, if I, said, I don't. I don't. I don't know if we really want to unpack this. I'll be honest. Oh, no, let's lean into it. What? What about Peter Pan, Jamie? If I said um, you could have Nerf gun to your head, yeah. you get Tom Holland as Marty McFly in Back to the Future reboot, <gasps> or Tom Holland as a sexy Peter Pan of age sexy and consenting. Peter Pan. Zendaya could be Wendy. Yeah. It all comes down to the Captain Hook. Casting. You know who ruined this for me? It's Taylor Swift. She did that Peter Pan Wendy lyric. And like, of course, I've, hello, it's sexy. It's built into the narrative. Sure. I, 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 don't, I don't think I, I agree, but I don't know is. how to counter. I don't. He's intentionally staying young. But he's into Wendy. But he's also, like, he's no, also he killing Wendy. the Lost Boys he who age out. He wants Wendy to be his mother. He does not really into no, her. No, that can't be right. That's absolutely <sighs> true. That's sometimes how guys are. That's have the you been reverse on, of the Nana have Plan, on, Jamie? Have you been on Tinder? That's it's how sometimes how guys are. the reverse of the Nana Plan. You can't God. be on board with that. Weirdly, I think sometimes you insanely hit on something very true. And when you you're say welcome. that's how sometimes guys are, I think you're exactly right, unfortunately. <laughs> It's so Tom Holland, sexy of age, Peter Pan, Bad Bunny, yes. Captain Hook, Zendaya's <gasps> Wendy, are you oh in? Oh my gosh, how, did how you, Bad Bunny, you? Captain Hook? <laughs> You're all in! <laughs> um, but, okay, the only nuance I would apply to Zoe Kravitz is, is she insecure? Maybe. Is she oblivious? Perhaps. And I think some of these Nepo families where it's generational, you're just like... It's uh, like the Arrested Development quote, like, how much can a banana be? Like $12? They just have no clue what normal life is like, you know? I mean, it's one banana, Michael. What could it cost? $10? You've never actually set foot in a supermarket, have you? I don't have time for this. Well, you know, Lily Allen, she made a comment, because Lily Allen's, her, par- her parents are famous in Britain, whatever. Sure, yeah. Lily Allen, and she's married it's now. It's a big she- middle finger to Britain, honestly. We don't care. Not <laughs> interested. get it. You're all, it's all incestuous. Anyway, but Lily Allen said, <laughs> which I thought was such a hit to her famous parents, she said, you know, many of the Nepo babies are starved of these basic things in childhood, like stability <laughs> and love, as their parents are probably narcissistic. It can be hard to see one's own privilege when you're still processing your own childhood trauma. Wow, there's some truth there, but a couple strays and drive-bys for the parents. So for her, but to the point that I'm talking about of like uh, taking her up, taking advantage of opportunities, I like the Zoe Kravitz. She took small parts. She didn't just like wander into um, a a superstarring role that she wasn't qualified for. I like that she's like the friend in Divergent. She takes small parts in Californication. Even Mad Max, you know, she's not, it's not a huge robust role, but she's there. The brave one, like she's way down the call uh, uh, sheet on that one. But then once she really got her first big opportunity, 
um, she absolutely knocks it out of the park. I'm thinking of High Fidelity, yes. one of the best TV shows in recent memory and a, and a casualty of the, uh, the pandemic. And then even The Batman. I, I feel like I hated that movie. I loved her in that movie. I thought she was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, I thought she was so good. And look, her plastic surgery didn't look less like her parents. It worked out. Yeah, yeah, good for her. Good, good for, for her. her. Good for her. Let me, can I, I'm going to throw John David Washington in here. And I want to ask, oh. I don't, is he good? <laughs> I don't know. Is he good because he's good or is he good because he reminds me of Denzel Washington? I don't know because I do think he's good in ballers despite he's supposed to play a wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins and he's 5'9 and probably like 220 <laughs> in that role. Um, and that's not what wide receivers look like. I think he's good in Malcolm and Marie and I think he's really good in black Klansman. Um, I don't know how he was in Tenet and I, I didn't see Amsterdam, but it was a bomb. So I don't know that we can count that one. Listen, I here's what I would say. I, Tenet, he was good in a bad movie. Yeah, not a great film. Uh, he he was good in Black Hawk Klansman. Ah, I just don't. I don't know. I can't tell. We'll call it TBD. You know, TBD. 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 I don't think that he's proven it thus far. And it is. Listen, it. There are some parents like your parents being Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, or your parents being George Clooney in a mall on mm-hmm. the dune. You know, yeah. Like that's a tough. What are you going to do with your life? It's tough like, draw. It, it's tough, tough. and I think for him to be Denzel Washington's son is it's wildly difficult. Like I just can't even imagine. Look, and I, honestly, I do think that speaks. I think that's a really great point you you made uh, because I, I don't know the optionality some of these kids have because we joked about YouTube unboxing videos and like a Lego podcast, but I just don't see Amal and George Clooney's son being like I want to be an electrician and I think I'd be really good at it. It's just I don't even know if that's presented as an opportunity. You know what I mean? Or why would you want to be like, you're like, I live on Lake Como part of the year. Right. Why do I want to go into your house and help you put in another outlet in your closet? Like, why would I want to do that? Why you need three prongs instead of just the two holes. (laughs) I'm not going to do it. Ridiculous. Last principle. If you can't be a good Nepo baby, then be good at being a bad Nepo baby. Uh Okay. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking of all the Roy kids from Succession. They are such good, bad Nepo babies God, that it's entertaining so and hilarious. So you've, at least you've provided something good to the world. And I, and I love that. And I think, generally speaking, I think the ethos these good, bad Nepo babies should capture is in Mad Men. You haven't seen Mad Men, Jamie and Aaron. You haven't finished Mad I Men. I watched the first season. <laughs> okay, good, good. You're, you're both on various, thing, uh, various terms with, with Mad Men. There's an iconic scene where Don Draper and this guy, Michael Ginsburg, they're arguing because Don didn't use Ginsburg's uh, idea in like a pitch meeting or whatever. And they're, they're fighting about it. And Ginsburg finally says, I feel bad for you. And Don Draper looks at him and says, I don't think about you at all. And I think that's a good way to frame the conversation because I think we get really annoyed at famous people. But I think the healthiest ones are probably just like, yeah, I don't think about you. It doesn't matter to me. You know, I I saw a Willow Smith quote and she says, uh, I don't focus on how other people feel about me. If you love me, amazing. If you hate me, fantastic. That's none of my business. I was put on this planet to be someone who uplifts the lives of people with art and my words. And that's it. (laughs) That's pretty much how I feel. Anyone can feel how they feel. I don't mind. That's a really healthy way to think about it, I think. Also, Willow Smith is not the lesser sibling. That's Jaden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real it's a real horse race, but she is not. I, I will agree yeah, with you. She's on that. the winner so far in that. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April twenty fifth, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the fourth. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dust2 in honor of this most 
holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Um, okay, we're going to wrap up this conversation, uh, and we're going to do um, a, a segment we call Nepo Baby Crisis Consultants. And uh, thankfully, luckily, we are, our good friend, uh, Tanner Jackson, has created a intro jingle for us to play um, as we assume these roles. Nepo Baby Was something said that wasn't true Nepotism, baby Are there things your family can't do? Nepo Baby We're here to take a stand for you Call Nepa Baby Crisis Co. Nepa Baby Was something said that wasn't true Nepotism Baby Are there things your family can't do Nepa Baby We're here to take a stand for you Call Nepa Baby Crisis Co. At Nepa Baby Crisis Consultants We're here to take a stand for you If you're famous adjacent and you have mad privilege But you don't have any skills or maybe you do, but you are wild entitled, so Twitter hates your guts. Not for anything bad, really. Probably just for being annoying. Yikes. And let's be real. Not being talented like the person you're related to. You should quit playing and call us up at Nepa Baby Crisis Consultants. And that's because we're here to take a stand for you. Call Nepa Baby Crisis Call. Nepa baby. All right, so Jamie, what we're going to do is we're going to take some of these Nepa babies who have been in crisis. We're going to identify them and we're going to consult them on what they should have done or what they should be doing. Okay. At first, Prince Harry, mm. king of the Nepo babies, right? What is his relation to fame? Well, he is the son of the reigning king of England who is also a Nepo baby going back more than 35 generations and 1200 years. Okay. That's Nepo baby inception or <laughs> Nepo baby incestion. You get it? <laughs> I like it. TM, TM, TM. So what's been his misstep? Obviously, it was wearing that Nazi uniform to Halloween party. That yep. was a big one. Also releasing an air quote documentary and a tell-all book within 32 days of each other. I do think that was actually a misstep in his yeah. PR campaign. So my advice, he has to Beyonce himself, okay? Mm. Now, he's not a dancer, a singer, or an entertainer. He cannot right. drop an album that will become the soundtrack of all our birthday parties. But think about it. Beyonce is twins. What do they look like? Do you know? 
No, no you I, do I, not. Honestly, I don't think how, I knew that she had twins. How old do you think your twins are? Six. They are five. So okay. listen, okay. how do you, like, who knows about Ruby and Sir? We just don't know, right? The thing is, right now, Harry has to do crazy good in the world that does not center him. Right. Because mm. it's a long game. He needs to speak only at nonprofit fundraising dinners, but like real nonprofits, not hospitals or universities. He yeah. needs to buy Girl Scout cookies from girls not living in Montecito, California. Buying yeah. Girl Scout cookies from Rob Lowe's granddaughters is not going to cut it. Okay. No. He needs to have a famous people game night that has a $1 million buy in for Pictionary and then donate every penny to like the Equal Justice Initiative. Do you know what I mean? I love that. Televise that. Yes, that's great. This is an opportunity, a pay-per-view and every penny. And look, every penny of spare went to charity. He didn't keep any of the money from that book. But I think it's just we're overwhelmed. We're just overwhelmed. And look, if you're listening, and just as a sidebar, again, if you are an American who loves the British royal family, but has ever used the phrase, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you are living a double standard. (laughs) Okay, okay. So that's my advice to Nepo Baby Prince Harry. For my celebrity or or Nepo Baby Crisis consultancy, I'm going to pick Chet Hayes. (laughs) Chet Hayes. What is Chet Hayes' relation to fame? Well, he is the younger son of Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Um, What has been Chet Hayes' misstep? Well, he got in trouble with the Brits for damaging a hotel room. Um, He has weird legal issues with his former girlfriend. He declared it White Boy Summer a few summers ago as a joke, but he used the white nationalist font, so it's unclear if it was a joke or if he just said it after the fact. Ill-advised use of a Jamaican accent by a white person, always 15-yard penalty, and just is a white rapper. So there's a lot to deal with here on this Nepo baby, okay? So my advice. I've got two real main points of advice, okay? I would say – I think he has to distinguish himself because he still acts a little bit like he's in your honor. He was in Greyhound as like a cameo. So he's had some bad things to say about his parents, but he can't like disentangle himself completely. So I would say you need an industry flip. Okay. Okay. You need to change it up a little bit. Okay. So I would say start a rewatch podcast, become a podcaster. Okay. Okay. You know what you're breaking down? You're just recapping all those Tom Hanks movies. Okay. Tearing them to shreds tearing them to shreds or if you want like some uh like a like a like a peace offering you know invite colin hanks on don't think he's that busy and you guys could like gently go through some of these movies you could rewatch orange county i don't know just like i think you need to switch up the industry a little bit but then more importantly i really feel like the problem here is with his name okay because his like christian name is chester marlin hanks and i just think that is it's too much that that was not rita that was for sure Tom that did that. I, I just can't tell if he just if the, is this passive aggressive because that is a lot to put on somebody you know to have to live up to that name. So do you think it's because Chet is Chester and his brother is Truman? Do you think they're named after presidents? Oh, I mean maybe, but those are tough presidents to kind of name after. You know, especially when Andrew's right there. You think there's a lot Abraham. of Chester Arthur guys out there just like man. He, what he did for the presidency is very underrated. Tom Hanks feels like somebody who would really be into like an obscure president. You're not wrong. What if it was like Chester Arthur and Marlon Wayans? Those are my guys. I just love them. And I wanted my son to be named after them. Is and that's Marlon why. Wayans uh, a lesser sibling or is he actually the greatest sibling? I I think Damon Wayans is the best. Of the Wayans? I, I, no, you know, honestly, I was going to say sons of all time. And I, I'm not ready to commit. I'm going to say top okay. three. For sure. Okay. Top three. Got it, got it, got it. Including Jesus. Um, I, so I think uh, <laughs> if we're going to change names, we can go one of two ways. Okay. Choose okay. your own adventure. Is he going straight or is he going edgy? You tell me. Uh, edgy, of course. Okay. If he goes He's edgy, a rapper. 
I think he needs to go. I'm going to give you one of three names. You tell me which one he should go with. Okay. All right. Number one, Spank Hanks. Okay. <laughs> Spank Hanks. Okay. Number two, Tom Stanks. Okay. Number three, Forced Hump. Okay. So Spank Hanks, Tom Stanks, or Forced Hump. I want Spanks Hanks, but they're both X's. Not Spanks, Jamie, because that's underwear. It's Spank. <laughs> no, that's singular. the whole point. It should be, he should be the spokesperson yeah. for Sarah Blakely Spanks. Okay, I'll hear that. I'll hear or, that. I'll hear that note. assets sold at Target. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think if you're going to go kind of like off kilter, go all the way. You know, he's doing half measures. I need full measures from Chet no, Hayes right now. I agree. I agree. Okay, who's your next one? Okay, my next one is, of course, Nepo Baby. Haley Bieber. Now, what is her relation to fame? Well, she's she coming in Nepo baby from every side, okay? <laughs> she her father is Stephen Baldwin, who we have been told was a celebrity at some point. Yep. Okay. Usual suspects her, baby. Iconic right. performance. <laughs> her husband is Justin Bieber, and fun fact, she is named after Haley's comet. That's a true story. What? I didn't know yes, that. That's right. And so what has been Haley's misstep? Well, if you wanted to dig deep, you wouldn't have to go far to find some tweets and some Tumblr posts where she used the N-word casually. <gasps> she said she was Asian with squinty eyes. And I'm looking at a tweet that I screenshot that said, leaving to Florida white, but coming back to New York, a different race. Oh. And then included a blonde white emoji and then a Middle Eastern emoji. Okay. So that's problematic. But the real question is, is that her misstep? No, no. She recently on TikTok said she invented brown lip liner with a brownie glaze as if all brown and black women hadn't been doing that for hundreds of years. Okay. Wow. So her misstep is actually marrying Justin Bieber. Okay. Mm. They met at, in 2009 at a meet and greet at his concert. Her dad took her. She was a baby. Yeah. Okay. And then she started dating him six years later while he was in a relationship with Selena Gomez. Now, none of the parties involved in that triangle had a fully formed prefrontal cortex at the time. Sure. So it is what it is. But here's the problem. If you look at like his life with her, he has yelled at her when uh, they played a basketball arcade game and she kicked his A. Uh, he screamed at her. Uh, he pushed her in front of cameras. Uh, he's pushed her multiple times in front of paparazzi. He closed the door once on her face while coming out of a car uh, as if he had forgotten that she was in there. Okay. That's uh, despite tough. having just ridden with her. And then my favorite of all time is that he escaped a crowd of photographers on his skateboard while she ran behind him in hills <laughs> where she fell on the floor and he got into a car and closed the door. Hey, you know what, though? If he said, hey, Haley, make sure to bring your skateboard because we're going to be on the move and she didn't, <laughs> that's how you learn hard lessons. Okay. Well, here's my advice. She's 26 now. Her brain's fully, fully baked out of the oven. Look, first, my advice, turn off your comments on every social platform. Mm -hmm. Stop stop letting people bring Selena hate you don't need to engagement. you. You, you don't, don't need, need engagement. You're very wealthy. You need no engagement. Okay. Yeah. Divorce Justin Bieber. Wow. Like, <laughs> okay. seriously, I'm solving your life here. Okay. And start dating Selena Gomez. I think that oh. would be a more interesting life okay. journey. Um, and also, you just, you know, last year you launched a skincare brand illogically because you're 25 and it doesn't. What, what do you have to tell me about skincare? <laughs> Nothing. You don't have anything to tell me, actually. So that's are my Are you saying advice. Camilla Cabello's makeup commercials are not to be listened to? Because I listen, saw a lot of them this weekend. Listen, listen Tom, let me tell you right now. I am not interested in J-Lo at her shotgun wedding suggesting that her face looks like that due to olive oil. Okay? Yeah, man. Just I'm not, on. I'm not I'm not putting up with that. So that's my advice. I think Haley Weaver 
you know, she was somebody who could have become something else. She also had a lot of plastic surgery. Guys, just Google it. You'll see that that is not the nose that God gave her. <laughs> and and I appreciate that. I'm not a, I'm not opposed to that. Like, get, get, your, get yourself tweaked up and become a famous model. But nobody thinks that she got the covers of Mag. She's not on the cover of Vogue because she's an outstanding model. It's because she's dating Justin Bieber and her dad is a Baldwin. Yeah. Listen, uh, Indy, will you please put in the show notes – the scene from the usual suspects when they're in the lineup and they have to say, all of them have to say like, it's Benicio del Toro. It's all the guys. Uh, they have to say, give me the keys. You, um, C O C K sucking mother father. Right. And so they're all doing it different ways. And like Benicio del Toro is very understated. Stephen Baldwin goes full psychopath. Number two, step forward. Give me the f- keys. You f- suck a mother. F- Knock it off. Get back. And it's one of my favorite scenes in cinema history, honestly. So please put that uh, YouTube clip uh, in the show notes, Indy. I read a, a profile about Justin Bieber like maybe a year or two ago, maybe longer than that. And, you know, it's just like, what's up with Justin Bieber, blah, blah, blah. And the the writer includes in the profile that they get back to Justin's hotel. And, like, they made a big deal about Justin didn't tell anybody. He just wanted to come back to the hotel. And she said when they got there, Haley Bieber was just there sitting on his bed. Not like in repose, not reading a book, not with the TV on. She was just sitting there on the bed as if like she was like a Megan doll that had been turned off. Oh, wow. And then it got turned – like she got activated once they walked back in the room. She's like it was the strangest, most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen in my life. Listen, and I think Haley could be great. But I think in her current state – Do you really? No, I don't. No. But I want good things for her. And I don't think they're found in the marriage bed of Justin Bieber. Do you did you see that um you know obviously he sold his catalog or like rights to his yeah. catalog or something did you see why some of the reporting on no, why he sold it was it? like two hundred million right that's right that's right yeah. my boy my, my boy's not liquid he needed some cash money oh that is not no one is surprised by that right that's my goal in life just to be at a point where I'm like I'm not super liquid right now I just saying I that to, I have to sell those first hundred episodes of the podcast with that's right baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to sell the other 250 copies of The Wondering Years that I can't get rid of uh, real quick. <laughs> Let me do that real fast. Uh, last uh, Nepo Baby Crisis Consultant case we're going to take on, uh, I'm going to choose Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ himself. Okay. Wow. Uh, what is his relation to fame? Obviously, you know, the Messiah, uh, son of the Virgin Mary, was also product of the Virgin Birth. Was was it is, on has the- he Has he superseded his mom? Not in all circles, I don't think. Well, uh, yes, I think he has. But I also think like, I don't know if Aaron taught us this, if I've read this, or I feel like we had this conversation on the Bible bench. Mary was also the product of a virgin birth, and I did not know that until I was told that. Like, that's a very recent thing Aaron I learned. clarifies the Bible scholar. Uh, there are, yes, there are some people who, who Christians who believe that. Catholics. Yeah. Yes. So that was like, that was super fascinating. But, you know, so she did it first, you know, so she's like all over that. But she um, didn't do it. That's the point. Well, she was from it first, right? She but I'm just saying, no one did it. Yes, like, there was no no doing <laughs> happening unless right, you're right, right. Uh, uh, Tom Hanks with a with a mullet or whatever okay. those movies were. Um, but um, you know, in terms of missteps, none. He's literally without sin, so nothing really. It's yeah. more about just the lots of people claiming to associate with him, and they've been like the worst for like the last two thousand years. You know, so that's kind of an issue he's trying to deal with. So I think in terms of advice for him. Number one, I would say maybe release like a follow-up to the Bible to clarify some things that are more applicable to our modern times, you know? Like we can cut loose some of the Deuteronomy, you know, some of the numbers. Leviticus, do we even need all of that? I don't think so personally, but I'll leave that to him. I do trust him. You know Jesus is getting new PR. He's having two ads in the Super Bowl. Oh, 
Do, does anyone know who's behind that? Because well, uh, David Green told Glenn Beck that his family was helping fund the ads. For those who don't know, David Green is the owner of Hobby Lobby. Oh, that guy. He's like, yeah. hey, guess what? Got bored stealing ancient artifacts. I'm going to do some commercials now. <laughs> yeah. Let's but, it, but it's cool now. It's cool now. It's like he gets us. That's the name of the campaign. He Listen, the first, the first one I saw, I was like, okay, you got me. You got me on that one. I was like, I'm going to watch this sick ABC show that's like a drama. Oh, they're no, gonna, it's Jesus. They're going to spend a billion dollars over three years to continue pro-Jesus ads. How do – is it low-hanging fruit to be like, what if we just took that and, I don't know, gave it to people in need? Is that like low-hanging fruit? In the name fruit? of Jesus. What if we just <laughs> fed people and gave them stable housing? And you'd be like, he gets us. He gets you. Food. With this money. But you know why amusing. you can't? Because people might use that money to put books in teachers' classrooms. Uh, you can't risk it. Can't no. risk it! <laughs> Got to ban those books. Uh, I think uh, he could do like Santa does, um, but where Santa keeps his list, uh, secret, Jesus sh- should release like a naughty nice list for people who say they're Christians, but actually the worst, so we can all get on the same page. Like on TikTok? Like on TikTok? He would just do a series? Probably not on TikTok, honestly. Probably not on TikTok, but just like somewhere else. You know, just like a, I don't know. Just, like a live uh, journal? Yeah, or I was thinking like a my, JSTOR. My, Jesus like a JSTOR has a thing. MySpace top eight. He has a top eight. You wouldn't go to it? You wouldn't download would, the app and go to it? I would 100% go to it. I would want to know. Who Instead of the Snyder is. Cut, it'd be like the Christ Cut. And I think we just all get on the same page finally. What if be like, Judas is in his top eight? We would be oh, so confused. It's like misunderstood. He'd be like, Ted Cruz, he's not on the list. He's bad. <laughs> but it was like, well, okay, I kind of thought that. you know. But Judas, yeah. he's actually kind of chill. I just think that's helpful in clarifying. So that's just my advice um, to Jesus if he's listening. Okay, good job, Jesus, if you're listening, which yep. I know you are. I know. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's our conversation on Nepo Babies. Uh, if you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Noxgym.com slash 490. Nepo Baby. Was something said that wasn't true? Nepotism, baby. Are there things your family can't do? Nepo Baby. We're here to take a stand for you. Call Nepo Baby Crisis Co. Nepo Baby. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right, what is your red light this week? Uh, my red light is Oscar nominations. Listen, mm. I'm going to give some credit where credit is due. Brian Tyree Henry getting nominated. We are, of course, at the PMG. Very excited about that. Um, the fact that every single man in the Best Actor category is a first-time nominee. Kudos for that. Yep. Okay? But I have some problems. Top Gun getting uh, six nominations, including uh, Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh-huh. Tell me which of these lines do you think got it for him? Okay. Is it, I have to admit, I wasn't expecting an invitation back. They're called orders, Maverick. Hold on. Let me wipe the tears from my face. Okay, wait. Second option. Is it because he said, please don't tell me we lost an engine? All right. I won't tell you that. <laughs> that is good dramatic or, tension. Or is it the Oscar-nominated dialogue? I don't sell boats, Penny. I land on them. It's actually that's none of those, Jamie. That's embarrassing. That it's whole the, script is embarrassing. It's the script direction where his and Jennifer Connelly's sex scene was just them laughing in each other's faces and no, like, no penetration. <laughs> you know, it was just like, let's laugh at each other and, and apply sex. Okay, so I have I have beef with that. And then, of course, my biggest beef is with the best actress race. No one screamed into the void as loud as I did when they announced Ana de Armas for Blonde. <laughs> Again, illogical. She's barely tolerable in an awful film. Okay, so noted that. And then, best actor, speaking of Nepo Babies, wouldn't it be nice if the director of a film uh, that made $27,000 in the theaters yeah. could get his wife, who's friends with tons of famous people, to email them and be like, hey, in the next two weeks, could you just post every day? That is literally verbatim what the email said. Could you post every day about my husband's movie to Leslie so that Andrea Riseborough can and get an Oscar nomination, and then she freaking did. 
Listen, that's that maybe made twenty seven thousand dollars. It's it's very in the weeds, so I don't think we we have the real estate to talk about it. No, but it don't. is a fascinating weirdo part of the Oscar noms of to, for that movie to be nominated and it be t- so um, uh, obviously like one of those calling a favor for a buddy. That's right. Deal. That's right. And listen, you listen to me, Oscars. If Kate Blanchett wins for the slowest movie nominated this year, then Oscars will have only given a Best Actress Oscar to one woman of color in 95 years. Michelle Yeoh deserves this Oscar. She's not only fantastic in this film, but this is when, you know how Oscars, we always talk about Oscars do a redo. Like, we're so sorry, Leonardo, that we didn't give you the Oscar for the movie. You deserved it. So here's Mm -hmm. the one for the Bear movie. Like, like, that should happen for Michelle Yeoh. She should have gotten it for Joy Luck Club. I don't disagree with you. I I love Tar and Capable Chance is incredible in Tar. I do think in terms of who is bear- bearing the load of each movie, I think Kate Blanch- Blanchett is completely carrying that movie. Oh, yeah. Michelle Yeoh. I think she gets help from nobody other people. Looks, nobody looks off into the distance more than Kate Blanchett does in that movie. Have she you seen stares. Tar? I have seen Tar. Okay. Listen, okay. that was the slowest. I was an, an hour in and I went, is anything going to happen? That's is not anything going to happen? Music's happening. Movie? Okay, a lot of music's great, happening. Great. Was it raining while you watched it? Is that why you loved it? No, oh. you know why? Because I like big indoor spaces with sparsely furnished uh, design uh, aesthetics. I was like, this is so, this is cavernous. So you I liked it because it. it looked like a West Elm. That's why you liked that film. I love West Elm. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> is there like, is there like a, a black white market or something? I like that place too. White I love all the. <laughs> Whatever that's called. Uh, please, it's America. It's white black market. Of course, of course. No, Thank but you. I thought Tar's good. I thought Kate Blanchett's good. I've p- bet money a couple months ago, Kate Blanchett. Um, but I don't know. But I would. I, but I also love Michelle Yeoh. I also loved everything, everywhere, all at once. So, but I just, I cannot get over Anna Day or my, and the fact that Andrea Riseborough, guys, why this is even more relevant is she wasn't nominated in one award ceremony, not Critics Choice, not SAG, not Golden Globes, no other, not even the AARP. People voted for her. Like my mom didn't even. She was like, "How do I see this movie? How do you even see this movie? Twenty seven thousand dollars, guys." It's there's. I don't know. There should. I'm not in favor of like more regulation, but there's got to be like an Oscars council just to be like, okay, who's formally nominated here? Well, okay, wait, that's weird. We're well, gonna nullify this. Like a fun insight, they are doing an investigation because one of the rules in campaigns is that you cannot reference any competition in your campaign. Hmm. And in one of the Instagram posts, they say. Please consider Andrea. Uh, Viola is already a lock oh, for the award. Well, okay, you can't you can't say that in your campaign? Yeah, and Viola did not get a nomination for Woman King, so I laugh. Tough, 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 tough. Tough, um, tough, tough. Okay, what's your red light? My red light is um, it's a it's a question, and it's about NFL referees, and I want to know why are they so old? And I ask this as someone oh. who is famously ageist, and I'm using famous famously you in the correct way, uh, not in a weird way. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm. I'm ages. Is there cool is way. there not a weird way? Yeah. To be ages? Here's why. Okay. Like, uh, kids shouldn't drive until the age of sixteen. They shouldn't oh, okay. vote until t- uh, eighteen. They shouldn't drink until twenty one. Am I ageist f- towards little kids for thinking this? I don't think I am. <laughs> I don't think a little kid that still believes in s- may have been me should get to make decisions that lead to filling the seats on the Supreme Court. That's not crazy. No one's like that's an insane <laughs> thing. You're so rude. That's a very normal thing. Similarly, why is Joe Biden eighty? Why is Mitch McConnell 80? Dianne Feinstein is 89. Grace Napolitano is 86. Dianne Feinstein, she's so old. She lived during the Great Depression, not the end, like the beginning. She was there at the beginning <laughs> of the Great Depression. She lived while Babe Ruth played baseball. That's crazy, okay? And I think just as our brains need time to develop, 
We also have to acknowledge that our mental acuity diminishes when we get a little bit older. We saw this in NFL playoff games this weekend. The average age of NFL officials is over 50, and they're also not in great shape. And we could tell because in these conference games, there were blown calls, missed calls. There's literally a do-over, just like we kind of let that one get over. Let's just run third down again. There's even a play where a punt hit a camera, and it obviously hit a camera. And the officials were like, we don't know how to verify this. And no one was like, what if, crazy idea, we looked at the camera to see if the ball hit don't the they camera. Have, don't the refs have to run with them as they play? They do. They do. And some don't run well. Okay? There's a lot of I bad knees I think you'd there. have to run so fast. Or I maybe just, the ones who can run faster on the basketball court. They do. And they and, and, and I feel like the NBA refs um, have done a little bit job of, or a little bit better job of being younger. But the NFL referees, they're just... They're not in good shape, and th- especially in this uh, these playoff games, they felt very overwhelmed. So I just – I don't know why we're allowing this to happen. It was a disaster, and I don't know why we can't acknowledge that just as young people shouldn't always be trusted to make big, big decisions, neither yeah. should old people, okay? <laughs> the middle age. Let's let's live there. Let the middle age bit. thrive. Listen, it was so sad about my green light from last week, Joe Burrow. Bye, Joe. It was tough. Yes, you mean it. Everybody was on the Bengals. Luckily, Jason Waterfalls talked me out of betting – with the Bengals. So I survived uh, a disaster. But yeah, I think it was one well, of those I'm situations Jalen too much. I'm back to team Jalen Hurts. Jalen's He's also great. hot. He's Jalen's also great. hot. It's so a good it's situation fine. all the way around. Instead of uh, doing separate green lights, you want to first talk about our co-green light this week? Yes, let's talk about our co-green light. I'll let you talk about it since I did not prep it. I only prepped my regular green light. No, you're, you're fine. So uh, basically, uh, we're talking about Poker Face starring Natasha Leon on uh, uh, Peacock. Where I finally did get into the Peacock game. I was like, okay, I got to get off this freemium. Did you, go, did you go free? Did you go with ads or did you go without ads? You know, I started at the with ads and I was like, and then I saw like it was like shoulder angel Jamie and then shoulder devil <laughs> Jamie. And shoulder angel Jamie was like, this is a good use of money. And you can think deep thoughts during the commercials. And shoulder devil Jamie was like, pay the money, get through the ads. Your attention is important. And so I went without the ads and it was a great experience. No, always go with that. Here's the thing. Peacock right now is half off for a year. So you could just pay $30 and get the whole year. Look at that. Then you can pay the extra to get no ads. See, I think it's worth it. And and this particularly for this show, because um, directed and uh, uh, somewhat executive produced by Ryan Johnson from Glass Onion, from Looper, from the only good Star Wars movie. But it's this incredible blend of like the 80s, 90s, TV detective genre where every episode is a new case and a new procedural, uh, except you get top-notch acting, you get top-notch cinema-level direction and set design. I, I, for me, Natasha Leon, she she might not have the most range, okay? She's not someone that I feel like can take me on a dramatic journey, but I think she is perfect at playing kind of like a scuzzy, kind of amateur every woman detective person, and she is knocking it out of the park in this role. Listen, she has such a good... Um... She, her vibes are good. I know that's yeah. weird. But I read that uh, Ryan Johnson saw her in Russian Doll, which is a green light of mine. And uh-huh. he was like, oh, she's my Columbo. Yeah. Like, because you have to be likable enough and friendly enough that people will want, are drawn to you. Yeah. But you can't be super hot. You can't, like, you can't be super it's like, young. like, why is Rihanna at this rest stop investigating a murder that she has Thank no jurisdiction you. for? That's Natasha exactly Leon, though? Right. Yeah, I can see her there perfectly. No, I, and listen, I didn't, when I was watching, because four episodes are available now. New episodes come out on Thursday. When I watched the first four episodes, I never knew who the guest stars would be. Like, yeah. I didn't look it up. And so it was so, so if you, I would encourage people not to 
look up who are I the guest I did not stars. either. And it was a, a super fun experience. It was a delight to see like, oh my gosh, like who's here? This is so fun. Is this where you say sorry to Adrian Brody because you really liked him in the first episode? Listen, he was great. In the, he, he was, was great. Was Perfect. Great. Great. And I'd missed, I had missed Benjamin Bratt. Like, yeah, welcome, man. Welcome back. I will say it's, it, guys, the show is a procedural. So every episode is, it is like a classic CBS, mm-hmm. but with quality writing and quality acting. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so, and good. so every, you can just watch an episode and then walk away. You don't have, you don't feel the need to be like, I got to watch the next one right now. Like you yeah. can just like let us linger and then come back later. And shout out to Pat Nacia on Twitter. She was like, can't wait to hear Knox and Jamie Greenlight. Poker face, uh, this week's episode. So she definitely called yeah, it. She knew it. True. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna do it. So my other green light is a book that I read this weekend called Mame. And uh it's by Jessica George. Now Mame is the title. It's M-A-A-M-E. It is uh has many meanings. It it's it's her nickname, the protagonist Maddie. Um, her parents are from Ghana. She lives in London. She has an overbearing mom. She's she's the primary caretaker of her dad who's battling Parkinson's. This sounds like a downer book. It is not because it handles all the heavier parts with a lot of humor and empathy. And it's kind of this really special coming of age story when you're coming of age later than you thought you would. So not at 16, but at 25 or 26. And my favorite thing is when she finds herself with a little more freedom and not burdened by all these expectations placed on her. She has this like independence manifesto that includes uh, always say yes to social events, drink alcohol when offered, uh, try weed or cigarettes, <laughs> but don't get addicted. Uh, go on dates, lose your virginity. Um, Celeste Ng wrote an endorsement for this book. So I don't know that she read it because actually we did get a lot of people uh, message us last week and say yep. they've written endorsements and they've never read the books they've endorsed. That's right. Let the but- truth set you free, everyone. Holy moly. But Celestine said, an utterly charming and deeply moving portrait of the joys and the guilt of trying to find your own way in life. It is such a delightful book. It's a debut author. Like, I love it for her. Jessica George, I cannot wait to read everything else you write. So... Uh, my other green light is Chameleon colon High Rollers. This is a limited series podcast, so we will issue a day pass to listen to this. <laughs> uh, but th- I think this is from Campfire. Uh, they do a great job on like investigative journalism. And this uh, specific iteration focuses on like this kind of skeezy, slimy underbelly of Las Vegas and all the personalities kind of operating on the fringes there, but also like not even on those personalities. It's more on the law enforcement overseeing all of these people. And really the series takes off when the FBI gets involved to launch a sting operation on an alleged money launderer. But as it goes, or as the investigation goes on, you start to get a sense of maybe everything isn't quite as it seems with the FBI and maybe they're not everything they say they are. And maybe it's a little more complicated than that. So I always like a good series where the good guys and bad guys, the lines get blurred and it's more shades of gray than it is black and white uh, heroism and oh, villainy. I like that. And this is a great uh, podcast series that uh, navigates that line. Very clearly. Okay. Um, okay. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And before you go, remember anytime you're doing shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So your purchase is going to link your favorite item purchase using that link this week was. Jamie, this is a grapefruit Stanley tumbler. So this is the Stanley Cup. Yep. This is in the grapefruit color, $31. It will arrive from Amazon if you order it today in four weeks. That's how backlogged Stanley is. Um, this does have 4.7 stars. My favorite question was, can you put carbonated drinks in this? Okay. And the answer was, sure, why not? Listen to me. Listen to me. That is the key. You go to McDonald's. What's the best drink at McDonald's? Coke. Coke. Yeah. You get a Coke from McDonald's and you put it in your Stanley Cup. 
it is going to keep that ice cold. Yeah. And not melting and ruining your Coke. That is the way to go. Screw water. Go straight for Coke into your Stanley tumbler. Plus, everybody, when you're holding it and you're walking through like Home Goods, they'll be like, "Oh, she's some, she's so hydrated." And it's like, look no. at that healthy bee where it getting 64 ounces of water. And That's it's exactly Coke. right. It's all Coke. By the way, three percent of the reviews are one star because they're mad that it says leak proof and it's not. Guys, you cannot turn a glass, a cup, completely over and it not leak. No, no. Nobody. Nobody's invented Sorry. that. Don't worry about it. Only for babies. All right, you guys. Don't forget to snag our Nepo Babies quiz by signing up for our newsletter. Note for the audio at the link in the show notes or at noxandjamie.com slash Nepo Babies. Also, if you're a BFOT, save the date for next Tuesday, February 7th, which is our next AUA at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. You can sign up for a BFOT at noxandjamie.com slash Patreon. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Nox Coy. You can find me on socials at Nox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.